Hello and welcome to episode three of GBC's Labor Fair Pandemic Edition. This year, because of the pandemic turned endemic, we've decided to take our event fully online. Through videos and podcasts, we've aimed to document the actions and living discourse of the activists working in the streets and in the margins for fairness, equity, and social justice in an increasingly atomized and exploitative labor economy. Class consciousness begins by breaking down the dominant technological and sociological alienation so prevalent today. It begins by sharing stories and experiences. We are not going to change the world with social media, but it can help to get the word out. If you like what you hear, please like and share on social media and be sure to follow us on Instagram or Facebook. The links are in the show notes. So my name is Simran. I'm a member of the Nodjawan Support Network. Uh, Nodjawan Support Network is a group of international students and young workers primarily based in Brampton, Ontario. Most of us are new to the country, we're on study permits, work permits, some of us are on PR. And we started this group because we want to put an end to the exploitation and mistreatment that we face from employers, landlords, immigration consultants, public and private colleges, as well as governments. So we started this group last year in the summer because the pandemic revealed that a lot of international students and young immigrant workers are struggling more than ever before. We noticed that there was an increase in suicides, uh, premature deaths due to workplace accidents, dangerous conditions at work, or you know cardiac arrests. And put simply, people are tired of sending um, GoFundMe's around in our WhatsApps, uh, WhatsApp group chats to fundraise to send bodies back home, you know. And when we had a conversation in the community about the issues we're facing, the increase in suicides and some of the struggles that people are facing, we found that the only way we can resolve these issues is by uniting and finding a common solution. So Najwan Support Network uh, started to organize protests last year against primarily employers who've stolen wages. And um, what we aim to do is confront the people who exploit us by protesting in front of their homes, in front of their business establishments, posting in their neighborhoods, starting boycott campaigns, exposing them on social media. And um, it's been remarkably successful. You know, in the last few months, just simply through protesting, which is our right constitutionally, anyone, regardless of your status, whether you're a student, whether you're a citizen, can protest. And what we found is that employers are actually really afraid of the unity of workers. Uh, even if people file labor claims, um, they often are left waiting for months, even years, for their labor claims to be processed if they have unpaid wages. And we've had people join our group who um, even have orders to pay, and the employers refuse to comply. So we're, we're learning that actually our governments and the laws that they've created are, are not designed to protect us. They're not designed for our welfare. Um, employers have all sorts of loopholes that they exploit to um, not pay people's wages. And uh, what we're doing is actually directly confronting them. Not only are we going to labor court, but we're saying we can't wait for labor court decisions. We can't uh, afford to wait years or pay for lawyers because our rents are due now, our groceries are due now, the, the price, of, price of gas and insurance, all of that is due now. 
And um, because of that, uh, we've had quite a few successes in putting pressure on employers and recovering our wages. So in addition to confronting the people who exploit us at their doorstep or uh, in front of their businesses, uh, one thing that we're very good at using right now is social media. Um, what we found is that since our first protest, when we make posts about uh, the employers who've stolen wages or we post about, uh, you know, we post the speeches of workers who've had stolen wages or experienced exploitation, those videos go viral. After our first protest in front of a wage thief's home in Brampton, um, we posted the video from the protest and it went viral. We ended up getting messages from uh, young workers and international students across Canada you know, and even the world. Everyone really felt like uh, this was a struggle that was important because they had experienced this type of exploitation and wage theft themselves. And what ended up happening is those, those videos from our protests uh, were shared on all sorts of Instagram and Facebook pages. And what we noticed was that some workers who were also owed wages from their employers would comment uh, below the videos and say XYZ person or XYZ company also stole from them and hasn't paid them. And there's all sorts of stories where a few days later or a few weeks later, their employer unblocked their number, reached out to their former worker and said, we will pay you. Just don't protest in front of our home too. So the, the power of social media is um, really apparent in some of the work that we've been doing. And we don't take that lightly either because um, as a result of our protesting, employers are afraid of workers' unity. And some of them have actually chosen to pay their workers, but some of the people we've been campaigning against openly have also filed defamation claims against us because we are exposing their exploitative behaviors, we are showing their faces and naming who they are in social media. Uh, they're claiming that we are defaming them. And of course, we know that that's not true. We review everyone's evidence. All we say is the truth and that someone deserves to be paid for their labor. But um, what it goes to show you is that social media is really, really powerful in putting pressure on those who exploit us. And in fact, uh, we're unfazed by their threats. Uh, we've had three defamation lawsuits filed against us. One of them we've already defeated in the Superior Court just a few weeks ago. And um, we will continue to be posting and exposing wage thieves and other people who exploit us on social media. And hopefully that brings more people into this movement and uh, inspires them to fight for their rights collectively. If you're someone who has experienced wage theft or exploitation from your employer, your landlord, an immigration consultant, or any other institution, reach out to Najwan Support Network. Uh, we have social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And what we'll do is schedule a time uh, to meet with you. We have meetings every month where we encourage people to join us, talk about their cases, and think about what type of collective solution like a campaign is possible. So if you have a case, speak up, join our movement, and learn about your rights and support other workers who are also fighting their right for their rights. Um, if you would like to generally support Najwan Support Network, we also have a legal defense fund that's set up to fight some of the defamation claims that employers have filed against us in order to silence us. 
that's one way to contribute. And most importantly, if you're in a city or region outside of the Toronto area uh, and you want to fight for your rights, you're wondering what you can do to join this type of movement, we encourage you to start your own organization that uh, joins workers, that uh, unites everyone against wage theft and other forms of exploitation. And we are very happy to support other workers in other cities to start something like this on their own. Uh, just through the mere act of uniting people who are facing wage theft and confronting employers who steal our wages at their doorstep, we've already seen uh, a lot of success. Employers are afraid of the consequences of united workers. They're not afraid of labor courts. They're not afraid of politicians. Um, they're not afraid of us when we go to them individually, but they are afraid of us when we are united. And just through our campaigning, in the last few months, we've recovered over $90,000 in wages that have been stolen from workers, either uh, directly through campaigns or indirectly through someone sending their employer a video of our protests. People have been able to recover their wages. I'm going to leave it to our star oh, yeah. interviewer. <laughs> An editor's sidebar here. It was very important for us to capture Satinder's story in her own words, in her own language. And so what you're hearing here is Satinder telling her story in Punjabi and Simran offering an interpretation of Satinder's account. Um, so can you say who you are and what your experience has been working within uh, the Najwan Support Network? Um, my name is Tandarkar Garewal, and I am also a member of Najwan Sport Network. Uh, I met them maybe in August last year. First line is in English, it's fine. Right? Yeah, 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 it's, it's easy. My name is Tandarkar Garewal. Uh, I Najwan Sport Network last year, August Devich Milisi and Nanu. My name is Satinder Kaur Garewal. I met Najwan Support Network last August. I discussed my case with them, but after that, due to a few reasons, we couldn't meet. But in NSN's October meeting, I met them and discussed my case. I didn't mean to discuss my case simply because I needed my wages. I didn't know if I would get my wages or not, but at least we can expose how exploitation takes place. And I wanted to stay united with the group, even if I didn't win, because I care about stopping exploitation and ending it completely. After the Najwan Sport Network checked all my proofs and confirmed that we can fight back, work on my case started, and I also began attending other protests for other workers' campaigns at the same time. In the future, I will stay united with the Najwan Support Network, because now my case has been sorted out and I've won, but I want to stay a member of Najwan Support Network. So you talked about your experience with Najwan Support yeah. Network. Do you want to get into the details of your case? Yeah, sure. I started working at Jod Hut Restaurant in June 2020. I worked for almost six months from June to December. I went there to find work at the restaurant because I couldn't find work anywhere else during the pandemic. I lived in Malton at the time, so I approached them to ask if they had work, and they said yes. I told them, but I'm a student, so I can't work full-time. They said, we only hire full-time, it's no problem, we'll figure it out. 
Come to work, you'll have to work six days a week, 10 to 12 hour shifts, but we can only pay $60. So I asked, per day? They said, yes. At that time, I thought to myself, why should I work for such a low wage? They said that they help students with their PR, and as you know, that no one is able to find work under the pandemic, so take it where you can find it. So I thought that I'll have to move somewhere for a PR after my study is complete and have to hire a lawyer at that time anyways. So better than that, I just stay here and get that support for free now. They said that I could start working tomorrow. I started working the next day. It was going well. In July, they opened a second location in Brampton where the length of daily shifts increased from 12 hours to 16 hours. It depended on them, minimum 12 hours, maximum 16 hours. I continued working seven days a week without days off. And if I got sick, they gave very few days off work. A lot happened there with me. I would get angry and wanted to quit work. I would be in turmoil and come home crying and think, why do I go to work for so little pay where others like me are getting a good wage? But then I thought to just let it be, at least until I get PR. On 25th December 2020, I approached the Chathad owner because I'd applied for my work permit that day and told them I applied for my work permit. I asked him if they can pay me on the basis of 40 hours on minimum wage now and to start me on payroll, because at least my experience can begin to count while I wait for my work permit to arrive, since I didn't know how long that process would take. They told me that I have to work for another year at this pay rate, then they'll help with PR. I was shocked, because how can they say this to me when they promised six months ago they'd help with PR? I thought to myself, if they can break their promise from six months ago, then what's stopping them from breaking their promise again a year later? So I decided to quit my job. I told them to pay me whatever I am owed to this date because I'm quitting. They told me they'd already paid me, but I said pay me according to my minimum wage and overtime. They refused to pay me what I'm owed, so I came home and never went back. I thought a lot at that time to go to the labor court, but my friends told me not to go because the labor court doesn't do anything. People's cases take a year or more to process, and that even if they win, the employer sometimes doesn't pay. And if we go through a lawyer to file a labor claim, then they'll charge $2,000 to $3,000 too. I didn't have a lot of money at the time, so I thought, why waste my time? Then I thought, leave it. No one is with me. What can I do alone? In June, July, or August, I saw NSN's protest videos for the first time. I decided I should contact them and at least tell them my story. Even if I don't get my wages, at least people would know that the restaurant treats its workers like this. Because they were going to open a third location. So people should know that if their business is growing, it's growing because they're still exploiting international students. So in August, I messaged NSN to discuss my case. I got a call back and sent them my evidence. The NSN team cross-checked all my proofs. Then in November, we sent Jat Hut's owner a letter on behalf of NSN, in which we demanded that they pay me the wages I'm owed and that if they don't pay, we'll file a labor claim and protest. Then, two weeks later, the NSN team got a letter from Jadhat's lawyer, which stated that Jadhat paid me according to minimum wage, and that if we protest, they'll take legal action against us. We thought that we needed to give them at least one chance to respond before we protest, so that they can't say that we didn't let them know in advance. But they told us that they already paid and won't pay the wages we were demanding. So we filed a labor court claim and protested in front of their restaurant on December 4th. That day, many said that protesting won't do anything and that you won't get your wages. 
But I want to tell those people now that because of the pressure created by the protest, people started leaving bad Google reviews about their restaurant. And that this scared the employer so much that he started deleting those reviews. It means he feared public exposure, otherwise he wouldn't delete those reviews. But a lot of people boycotted their restaurant because of the rally. And after that, the pressure further created by media attention also pushed forward the labor court so that they could process my claim faster. Maybe without media pressure, the case wouldn't have been as highlighted and the labor ministry may not have paid as much attention. The ministry assigned an officer to my case after that, where they called me and Jadha to ask for my hours. The officer hadn't even started a full investigation when Jadha agreed that they owed me wages and wanted to settle. It means they feared consequences, that if the officer investigated them, then their business would be affected. So before the investigation, they agreed to settle and pay me. Now I've received $16,495 in wages. For that, I thank NSN for their support, without whom I wouldn't have fought back. I thought I'd lost my money, which is fine. But I wanted other international students to know that just because they work on cash or they're international students, it doesn't mean they can't fight back or file labor claims. The labor court says that if you work on cash, it's fine because it's your employer's choice to pay you in three ways, e-transfer, check, or cash. But if you work below the minimum wage, even on cash, you can still fight back. You don't have to fear. We need to unite so that we can stop exploitation. And I also want everyone to know, if an employer tells you that they'll file a complaint against you or they threaten you, nothing like that will happen. It's just a threat so that students don't speak up. Fight for your rights so that in the future, this exploitation can be stopped. <laughs> That's good. Thank you very much for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, I know you do it. <laughs> Uh, when we did the protest uh, and I, after this I won the case, uh, I was very happy and uh, I'm just thinking like, you know, lots of students didn't come in front of the cameras and the people because they thought that uh, they guys have a fear from the employers. They thought that the like, employer will like uh, file a complaint about them and they thought that we guys are students and we can't do anything else. Um, maybe after this achievement, the students going to be united against exploitation. Even though the in the students, may, maybe the confidence will come after this because, you know, in these days, I didn't see a lot of students come in front and tell about their case because they guys are fear. Maybe this is the best achievement. Then students will finish their fear and from their mind. Yeah, from their mind. No, no, Sorry. it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I came like in Canada 2018. I never speak English, you know, uh, just a little bit. You're killing it. This podcast could not have been made without the support and sponsorship of Unifor, the Toronto and Region Labour Council, the Community Care Centre of the Student Association at GBC, OPSU Locals 556 and 557, Big Shouts, and the GBC Centre for Preparatory and Liberal Studies. Special thanks to Satinder, Simran, and the Najuan Support Network. Please review the show notes to see video of this talk and to learn more about the Najuan Support Network and how to get involved. And, of course, to access the rest of the fully digital GBC Labour Fair Pandemic Edition.